Good morning. We're going to go before the Lord and with a word of prayer. Lord God, we bless you and we thank you. We magnify you, Lord, in this place. We exalt your name, God, because you are great and you're greatly to be praised, Lord God. Lord God, we are so thankful, Lord God, that you have allowed us to come into this, your place, Lord God, of worship, Lord God, to lift up your name, to glorify you, Lord God, throughout the earth realm, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that you are doing a great and powerful work in the midst of us, Lord God. We yield ourselves over to you, Father. We present ourselves as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto you, God, because it is indeed our reasonable service, Lord God. We are so thankful, Lord God, that you have given us the activities of our lamps today, Lord God. We're so thankful, Lord God, that you are moving by your power and by your spirit and by your might, Lord God, in the midst, Lord God, of the pandemic, Lord God. You are still great, Lord God. And so we worship you, Lord God. We bless your name, Father God. And we exalt you as being holy. We exalt you as being righteous, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, we just thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. This morning, we're going to be reading from the book of Ezekiel, chapter 47, verses 1 through 12. And the word of God reads, And he brought me back unto the door of the house, and behold, waters issued out from under the threshold of the house eastward, for the front four of the house was towards the east. And the waters came down from under, from the right side of the house, on the south of the altar, then he brought me out by the way of the gate northward and led me around by the way without unto the outer gates by the way of the gate that looked towards the east. And behold, there ran out waters on the right side when the man went forth eastward with a line in his hand. He measured a thousand cubits and he caused me to pass through the waters waters that were to the ankles. Again he measured a thousand and caused me to pass through the waters, waters that were to the knees. Again he measured a thousand and caused me to pass through the waters, waters that were to the lungs. Afterwards he measured a thousand and it was a river that I could not pass through. For the waters were risen, waters to swim in, a river could not pass through. And he said to me, Son of man, hast thou seen this? Then he brought me and caused me to return to the bank of the river. Now when I had returned, behold, unto the bank of the river were very many trees on the one side and on the other. Then said he to me, These waters issued, these waters issued forth towards the eastern region and shall go down into the Arava, and they shall go towards the sea, and to the sea shall the waters go, which were made to issue forth, and the waters shall be healed. And it shall come to pass that every living creature which swarmeth in every place whither the waters come shall live, and there shall be a very great multitude of fish, but these waters are come thither. And the waters of the sea shall be healed, and everything shall live wheresoever the river cometh. And it shall come to pass that fishes shall stand by it, from Engedi and even from Elvan, shall be a place for the spreading of nets, that fish shall be after their kind, as the fish of the great sea, exceeding many. But the miry places thereof and the marshes thereof shall not be healed. They shall be given up to salt, and by the river upon the bank thereof, on this sea and on that side, shall grow every tree for food, whose leaf shall not wither, neither shall the fruit thereof fail. It shall bring forth new fruit every month, because the waters thereof issued out of the sanctuary, and the fruit thereof shall be for food, and the leaf thereof the healing. I have read unto you Ezekiel 47, 1 through 12. 
Then the first passage of scripture. The man took me back to the temple where I saw a stream flowing from under the entrance. And, and, and in looking at this, Ezekiel is in a place where there is desolation all around him. He's looking at a place where the remnant of Israel, uh, the, the, the Israelites, the, cho the chosen ones of, of the Lord God Almighty, uh, are in a place where the Lord is trying to make sure that he give a word of comfort to those who remain in the faith. And even to give a word of comfort to Ezekiel, a word that will give him hope to let God know, God's people know that he is preparing a way for them because God is our way maker. And even during this time of the pandemic and there's so many different things that are going on around us that we must constantly keep our faith in the Lord. We must lift up the name of the Lord at all times because the Lord God, he is so worthy to be praised. We must cast away the distractions of, of the noise that we hear sometimes, even through the media, when we get our focus off of God and our focus on the news and the devastation around us. And I believe that God wants to give us a message this morning as we are facing the pandemic, as we are facing a situation that we have never experienced in our lives. I believe God wants us to begin to focus on him and him alone. I believe God wants us to begin to focus on him being Jehovah Jireh, the Lord our provider. He wants us to be focused on Jehovah Nisi, the Lord God our banner. He wants us to begin to be focused on Jehovah Rapha, the Lord God our healer. And I do believe that God is healing in the land, even in the face of the adversity that we see, that God is the great source. God is the great healer. God is the great deliverer. God is working everything out for our good. And so when Ezekiel is having this encounter, and I would submit to you that he's having an encounter with an angel sent from God Almighty. I believe that God is sending forth his angels on assignment to give us an encounter with God like we've never had before. But we gotta tune out our ears from the noise around us and turn our ears to what the spirit of the living God is saying. Amen. So the word of God says that the man took me back to the temple where I saw a stream flowing from under the entrance. It's good when we can go into the temple of the Almighty God, but the temple does not have to be the edifice in which we go to on Sunday. Some people feel that they can't get a word from the Lord unless they go to the house of the Lord, but God says, present your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto God. It is our reasonable service. We got to believe that we have been baptized by the blood of Jesus. We have been filled with the power of his Holy Spirit and we are therefore the temple of the almighty God. But God had to use a means in which to show Ezekiel where the power source is. So the man of God took Ezekiel to the temple where he saw a stream flowing from under the entrance. I would say that that's the power and the anointing, the influence of God Almighty that will flow through us as we yield ourselves over as a temple of the Most High God. This flow represents the power of God, the authority of God, the influence of God, and the anointing of God. If we would just go into the presence of the living God Almighty, I believe God will begin to flow through us like never before. I, begin, I believe that God will begin to speak to us like never before. But you got to boldly come before the throne of grace. Present your bodies as a living sacrifice unto the only true and living God. And I do believe that God will give you power in this day of the pandemic. I believe that God will give you authority. I believe that God will give you influence. When the world has lost their hope, when the world seems to be in a panic state, I believe that God Almighty will pour out his spirit because he said it in the book of Joel that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters 
we begin to prophesy, but we got to allow the stream, the power, the infilling of the Holy Spirit to overtake us. That's what the world needs to see. The world needs to see the power of the true and living God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God that created everything with his word. We find here that the Holy Spirit has divided the rivers that flow from the very throne of God into seven streams. This is what Isaiah meant when he said that God would stretch out his hand over the river and divide it into seven streams for men to cross dry shod, to make a pathway for the remnant of his people. I believe that God in this place that we're in, in the world, in this global, global pandemic, I believe that God is pouring out his spirit on all flesh that will yield themselves over to God so that the world will see that there is hope. Some of us are trying to find hope uh, in, 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 in the, in the uh, uh, PPE, uh, the, the personal protective equipment, uh, the, the mask. Uh, they're looking for a remedy uh, uh, that will be uh, uh, something that we can take uh, to take uh, in our bodies to ward off uh, the, uh, the COVID-19. But I believe that God will ward off. He would, he would shield us if we just take on the spirit of the living God. I think that we're trying to run and we're trying to get things from the world system and we're trying to protect ourselves the world way. But I believe that God will protect those who hide under the shelter of the almighty God. I know the word God says, fret not when evil sets itself upon the earth because we got to believe that God has the power over all evil and that the power of the living God is in us and therefore we have the authority to put evil, to put sickness, to put diseases up under our feet, but we must yield ourselves over to the living God. We must allow the spirit of the living God have free course in us. We must hear by the spirit of the living God. The word of God says in Isaiah 11 and 15, he says that the men shall cross dry shod to make a pathway for the remnant of his people, that we're going to cross over this. Just as when God delivered the children of Israel, when he delivered the Israelites out of Egypt, he allowed the Red Sea to be held up and the people to cross over on dry land. God can hail back this epidemic. He can hail back this disease, this virus, and keep it from dwelling near his people. The word of God says that we're going to have a time when there will be noise and pestilence. But it shall not come near our dwelling if we are filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. We got to begin to speak the word of God. We got to begin to proclaim the word of God so that the world will hear that God will never leave us nor will he forsake us. He is with us even in the midst of this pandemic. The word of God goes on to say that it began in the south part of the temple where it ran past the altar and continued east through the courtyard. Each Christian, each believer must carry the good news within the heart. Each believer should have the spirit of the living God inside of them. I know that God said in his word that when we believe and we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and we are filled with the power of his Holy Spirit, the word of God says that we are transformed. We are no longer who we used to be. We can do greater than what we used to do because now we have the influence. We have the power of the Holy Spirit. We are now set in high places, above sickness and above diseases. We are now prophet, priest, and kings. We are able to present even the unsaved to the Lord God as a living sacrifice. We can compel all men to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. In the Old Testament, we know that we find that there were those who were set apart as priests unto the Lord. And they were able to go before the Lord and they were able to present a sacrifice for the remission of the sins of the people. Now we who are priests 
cry out because the word of God says, for if my people who are called by my name will begin to cry out unto the Lord, turn from our wicked ways, seek heaven, and cry out unto the Lord that the Lord God Almighty will begin to come down and he will begin to heal our land. I believe that the Lord God is calling for the priest now. And the priest does not have to be the one with the title as pastor, but priest is the same one. The one that knows that they have been set apart by the shed blood of Jesus. We are God's people who he is depending on in this hour to begin to cry out and say, Lord God, forgive us of our sins. Forgive us of when we walked away from you. Forgive us when we did not take our rightful place as the priests in our country, as the priests on our jobs, as the priests in our family. I think we get so caught up with gender, but God has no respect of person. If you have been born, baptized with the spirit of the most high God, then you are a priest and you can go before the altar of the almighty God. See, God was showing Ezekiel that I'm about to do a new thing, Ezekiel. I want you to keep your eyes focused on what the man is showing you, the angel of the most high God. He's walking with you and he's showing you that God is going to do a new and great thing, that he's going to raise up some priests who are not a part of the Levites. He's going to raise up a people that have received the high priest, Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. And he's going to put his penuma, his spirit, he's going to breathe on them the power of the anointing to destroy yokes and to lift heavy burdens. But I need some people during this hour that know that they are a priest, a prophet, and a king. See, the priest can bring you before the altar of the Most High God and know that they have a right and the authority to do that. That's your priest's responsibility. And then the prophet will begin to prophesy over you and say that God can do a new thing in you. God can bring you up. He can turn your situations around. He can breathe his breath. The power of his Holy Spirit in you and darkness will have to flee. I believe that God will the priest. He will the priest to bring them to the altar. He will the prophet in you to begin to prophesy over them and say you will live and you will not die. This epidemic it will not come near your dwelling. This virus, it will not set foot in your door because the power of the living God is on you. You shall live and not die. You shall rise up and be the head and not the tail. But we cannot run like the world is running. We can't get in a, in a panic like the world is in. We must begin to decree what the word says. What does the word say? That our guy, God, he is also he supplies all of our needs. Whatever the need may be, God will supply that. I believe God is calling the saints of the Most High God, the sons who have matured in their walk, in their faith, to begin to prophesy and speak what the word of God says. And then take your kingship. Rule over the sins of darkness. Rule over the, the, the cares of the world. He wants you to rule. He wants you to reign so that the, the people in the world can see that our God, he rules and, and he reigns. We bless the God right there that we serve. And then he goes on to say in the book of Ezekiel 47, we walk out of the temple area through the north gate and we went across to the east gate, and I saw the small stream of water flowing east from the south of the gate. This is the fountain, the flowing of the living water, as God will use us to begin to connect people with God. And, and I, I, I think that we would be remiss if we didn't take this opportunity to begin to use this opportunity to connect people to God. There are people that are so disconnected. There are people that are lost and, and have not yet found their way. But if we allow the stream, if we allow the power of the Holy Spirit to begin to move through us, then we can see the gradual falling of darkness off of the unbeliever and causing them to be a believer. As the river flows from the sanctuary where God dwells, 
Thus all of our blessings come from the God and where he dwells. The man then walks east. Then he took out his measuring stick and he measured 500 meters downstream. See, this vision is now unfolding gradually before the man of God. As he yields himself to God, he can see now that the outpouring of the Holy Spirit is on its way. As we yield ourselves over to God, and as we begin to move by the Spirit of God, as we rest in the assurance that God is up to something great and that he's using this situation to turn things around, I pose the question now, how many people have you witnessed to during this pandemic? How many people have you showed the way and the only way is to Jesus, our Lord and our Savior? How many people have you convinced today that God is up to something great? How many people can see the countenance of his glory on your face in the midst when things around us appear to be hopeless? How many people can see that there is something different about you? You're not stressing. You're not out trying to buy up all of Walmart and uh, Costco and Sam's, that you are resting in the assurance that God is supplying all of your needs according to his riches and glory. Yes, get the basic essentials that you need, but I'm saying don't be in a panic. Don't be in the panic mode. Allow the people to see the hope of their salvation, which is in Jesus Christ our Lord. We should be able to see that God is doing great things even in the midst when the world seems to be turning upside down. So Ezekiel was able to see that there's something changing. This situation that Israel has found itself in, that there has been a shift. And I do believe that there is a shift taking place in the midst of everything that is going on around us. Ezekiel now is no longer focused on his imprisonment. He's no longer focused on how Israel has walked away from their first love. He's no longer focused on whether or not there will ever be a hope for the people of God. Ezekiel is now able to cast all of vain, imaginable things that the enemy set in his mind against the people of God. And now he's able to see God more clearly because the stream, the, the water, the anointing of the Holy Spirit as he's walking with the man of God, he's now able to see a little bit more clear than he has seen in times past. Are you able to see a little bit more clear than you have seen in times past? So then it goes on to say to us in the word of God that the water came up to my knees. This is Ezekiel saying. And another 500 meters downstream, the water came up to my waist. Now I see a gradual filling of the Holy Spirit. I see Ezekiel now yielding over to the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's what we must do. We must yield over to the power, the person of the Holy Spirit. We, we, we should seek God every day and ask the Lord God, God, fill me like I have never been filled before. I want it all. I don't know about you, but I want it all. I want God to use me for his glory in this circumstance and situation around us. He was constantly being filled with the Holy Spirit. Then it goes on to say that the man said, Ezekiel, son of man, pay attention to what you've seen. We walked to the riverbank where I saw dozens of trees on each side. Now not only is Ezekiel being filled with the power and the anointing to be able to Feel the influence and the power of the Holy Spirit. Now his eyes are open and he is now able to see. He's able to see trees. And, and, and when I read that, I thought about Jesus being the tree of life. But then I also thought about in the book of Mark, chapter 8, verse 4, where there was this blind man. 
And when the blind man received the gift of sight from Jesus, it was a gradual process. But in Mark 8 and 4, the blind man said this when Jesus asked him, what do you see? And the blind man looked up and he said, I see people. They look like trees, only they are walking around. What God did through his son Jesus, when Jesus healed the blind man from being blind, the blind man first said, if you read in the Gospel of Mark, that I see men as trees. But then the next time, as God was delivering him by the power of the anointing that was on Jesus, that he was able to see men in the mirror image of man's creator. That's an awesome thing that God will do when we are filled with the power of his Holy Spirit. Ezekiel had this moment in time where he no longer just began to focus on what Israel did not do and the state that Israel was in. He was trying to get him to a place where he would begin to see that there is hope on the way. There is a Savior on the way. When this blind man came to Jesus and people had been asking, why is this man blind? And Jesus, they were saying, was it something that he did or did it, was it something that his parents did? And Jesus said, this blindness here is for the glory of God. And I believe that this blind man walked around and there were probably those around him who mocked him because in, in, in the Bible day, when you were, 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 were faced with a, a, a disability, you were inflicted with a disease, that people begin to wonder whether or not you have been or your parents have been outside of the will of God. Do we not do that today? When we see things happening around us and we see that some people have to go through a little bit more than others, sometimes we too judge them. And we judge them not from a heart of God, but we judge them based on our intellect, our mind, things in which we have comprehended about the situation from our own making. But this man, Jesus had to deliver him, I submit to you. Because oftentimes when words have been hurled at you and people have said all kinds of things about you, sometimes it's hard to get to that place where you're no longer seeing yourself as the world sees you. And you have to begin to cast down those vain imaginations, those words, those curse words, those words that people have used to define who you are. And once you remember who you are through the blood of Jesus and the saving grace of his power, your mind begins to be transformed. And you're no longer thinking like you used to think. But when the power of the anointing of the Holy Spirit rests on you and you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you no longer see how you used to see. You no longer believe how you used to believe. This blind man said that I now look up and I see the people and they are people of God. I no longer see the insults that they hurled at me. I no longer hear the words in which they spoke about me because now I am able to see that God created all of us in his image and according to his likeness. And when he created us, he said it's good. So he began to see men walking around, no longer just seeing them up above him, but he see them walking in their place, recognizing that they too are the sons of the living God. And, 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 and that's what the Holy Spirit does. He gives us hope. He gives us a new insight on life. Therefore, while we are in this state and the world is in a panic mode, people ought to see us walking around like a tree that has planted itself by the rivers of the living water, that we're not going to bend away from that which we know, but we're going to stay steadfast, unmovable, unstoppable, abounding in the truth of the word of God, knowing that God said, if I am if I be for you, I'm also going to be with you. I'll never leave you, nor will I forsake you. 
the man said, this water flows eastward to the Jordan River and emptied into the Dead Sea where it turns the salt water into fresh water. Now, if you know anything about the Dead Sea, that fish, nothing can live in the Dead Sea because the water is so salty that anything, that any living thing that's emerged in that water, it does not live long. But here, this man says that here in this, in the Dead Sea, where the salt water turns into fresh. And I see life, I see the life-giving spirit of Jesus Christ Almighty, that anything that is dead around life, the life-giving spirit, Jesus Christ, that life must come forth. I, I see this as a picture of us when we were dead in our sins. Everybody here, you were dead in your sins. You were lost with no hope. You didn't even know how to find your way. You were sinking slowly into a deep and dark place. But the light of salvation reached down into that deep place in which you were sinking. And the love of God lifted you up, put you in a place where you are now in the family of the beloved. The word of God says in Matthew 5, you are, us, the salt of the earth. But what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? You can make it, you can't make it salty again. It will be thrown out and trampled under as worthless. We are the salt of the earth. Right now, the world needs the salt of the earth. But what if we lose our saltiness? What if we walk away from our power to influence those around us that need some salt? We gotta put a little salt on it. Some of us at Jehovah Shalom remember that teaching. That we gotta put a little salt on it. We gotta put a little flavor on that which seems to be unsalted. That which seems to be lost and hopeless. We got to give forth the salt of perseverance where those who feel as though they have lost their way, we got to tell them you can persevere, persevere through this because God, he has you in the midst of it. Amen. The word goes on to say that wherever this water flows, there will be all kinds of animals and fish because it will bring life and fresh water to the Dead Sea. Wherever those of us who are filled and power know that we are a prophet, a priest, and a king, there will be life coming forth. All across the world, I believe, with this pandemic, that there will be people that will be giving forth the light of his salvation, the love of his salvation, the anointing of his power. And many will be saved. Many will be healed. Many will be delivered. I don't know about you. I don't see this pandemic as a hopeless cause, but I see it as a cause in which we must begin to share and spread this gospel, this good news like never before. We cannot give up and we cannot give out. This is no time for the saints of the Most High God to be in hiding. I know that we are in our homes and we're not able to gather together in our churches in which we attend on Sunday, but you gotta remember this. You must remember this, that you are the temple of the Most High God. And wherever you are, whether you're in your homes or, or whether you're in your automobile, you are the temple of the living God. And you can share good news even as you pray. I do believe that God is trying to get our attention. Nothing happens unless God allows it to happen. I do believe that God is trying to get our attention to turn back to God and to put our faith and our trust in him like never before. Most of us have put our faith in the world's systems, but God is over the systems of the world, and we must put our faith and our trust in God. The word of God goes on to say that he saw this stream of water, 
and it was flowing from Engadi and Engalel. People will fish in the sea and the dry, and, and, and they will dry their nets along the way. There will be many kinds of fish in the Dead Sea as there are in the Mediterranean Sea. But the marshes along the shore will remain salty so that people can use the salt from them. Now here it is, God drawing power, the Holy Spirit, his anointing, drawing those who were in a place of darkness, a place of despair and hopelessness, using his priests of the Most High God, his servants, to minister the gospel, to share the good news, to give a clarity call that God is coming back and he's coming back soon. But there are many that are still caught up in unbelief and doubt. Many are not listening to the words of the Lord God that are being preached. Many are refusing to believe that God is doing something in the midst of this. Yes, God is turning some things around, but he's trying to get the world's attention that he is sovereign, he is God, and he is Lord. And it is time for people to turn back to God. But the word of God says here, which I, I, I wrestle in my spirit, because I know God wants all to be saved, and he doesn't want not one to be lost. But Jesus prayed this prayer, and he said, God Almighty, one who created me, the one who sent me to the world to show the world how to live, I ministered this good news. My life depicts the good news, the gospel of salvation. And there were those that, that, that there will be situations, and there will be circumstances, and there will be people who would denounce that God is the creator of all things. We're going to see the world evolving, where people are placing their hope and their belief in a power outside of God. And God is saying to us in this passage of scripture that I will use that for my glory. And I will use it as a testimony that if you don't serve the true and living God, the God that was in the beginning, the God that is in our present right now, and the God of our future, that there is a place for the unbeliever. And I will use their unbelief as a testimony that I am sovereign, and that I rule, and that I reign. And he goes on to say in the word of God, fruit trees will grow along the river. And they will produce fresh fruit every month. The leaves will never dry out because they will always have water from the streams that flows from the temple. And they will be used for the healing of people. The fruit trees will grow alongside the river and produce fresh fruit. I think about the fruits of the spirit of the living God, the love, the patience, the long suffering, the joy, the peace that surpasses all understanding, that people will see the servants, the saints of the Most High God, the priest, the prophet, and the king bearing much fruit. Fruit that will bring the world hope. I ask you today, are you bringing forth the fruits of the spirit of the living God? When people see you, do they see the power of his anointing, rest, ruling, and abiding in you? Do they see hope when it looks as if all hope is lost? The, Lord, the word of God teaches us here that as we mature in the things of God, as we are emerged daily, by the power of the Holy Spirit. As we allow the power of his Holy Spirit take residence in us, as we wake up in the morning and we say, good morning, Holy Spirit, here I am. Use me, have your way in me. Not my will, but let your will be done because there's somebody that needs to see the God in 
needs to see the Jesus in us. Jesus gave his life so that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Jesus gave of himself so that by his shed blood that we would be healed and made whole. He was the sacrificial lamb given at the altar. But he didn't mind giving of himself because he knew that there would be a multitude of people that will receive him as Lord and Savior. But I believe that Jesus, as he sits on the right hand of God, his Father, he's looking down at us in the state that we have found ourselves in. And he's waiting on us to use the authority of the power of his Holy Spirit, which rests, rule, and, and abide in us to give forth healing for our nation. He said to us, greater works than this shall you do. Do you believe as you operate by the power of the Holy Spirit and there is evidence of the fruit of the Spirit working in you that you can lay hands on the sick? And they will be made whole. Do you believe that you can prophesy over the nations and begin to compel men to accept Jesus Christ as Lord? I believe I can. Because the word of God says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It is not by my power nor by my might but it's by the spirit of the living God that rest, rule, and abide in the believer. Yes. Believers of the Most High God, saints of God Almighty, I cry out to you today that God is doing a new and great thing in the midst of the turbulence, in the midst of the pandemic, that our God is still Jehovah Nisi. He is the Lord our banner that we lift up above what we hear and what we see. We faint not, but we forge forth and do a great work in which he has called us to do. I say to you this morning that we must operate in the spirit of faith and the power and the knowledge of who God is. I'm speaking today from Jehovah Shalom International Kingdom Ministries in Bessemer, Alabama. I am thankful that I'm able to stand in this place. But as I'm in this place, I'm looking around and we don't have the congregation gathered here. There's a faithful few that are here and we are okay with that because as the pastor, the apostle over this house, I must abide by the laws of the land. I remember when, when, when God gave Moses a mandate to deliver the people out of Egypt. But prior to delivering them, he said that there is going to be a great falling away. There's going to be a release of the death angel. But I want you Israelites to go into your homes and put the blood of a slain lamb on your doorposts and stay there while this calamity takes place. And see, some of us who are in ministry, and I say this, and I say this with the love of God in my heart, that we are not going to be rebels and we're not going to fight against what God has given his leaders, that he appointed a mandate to tell the people of what they need to do. We are not above God and God's order. We also must show to the world that we believe and we trust God 
like never before. And I know some ministries who are small, and such as Jehovah Shalom in number, but we are mighty and we are powerful in the spirit of God. His anointing dwells in this place. But there are those who worry about whether or not they're going to be able to pay their mortgage because the people are not coming in to give of their tithes and their offerings. But if you are a true saint of the Most High God and you know that God saved you and he gave you a mandate in his word to bring your tithes and your offering to the storehouse so that there will be meat in my house, prove me this day, I believe that we will not dare to prove God to shut down the windows of heaven. But we want the windows to stay open so we're going to do what we are responsible to God to do. We are not going to take this pandemic as a way in which we stop blessing God and God's house. So I say that we walk by faith and not by sight. That we believe that God is all sufficient. He will supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory. So I sent forth to the people of Jehovah Shalom and said, watch us via Facebook. Hear the word. Because we want to honor what God said to his leaders to do. We have a responsibility. And, and, and when we go back and we look in the book of Exodus and the people were obedient and they did as Moses commanded them to do that the deaf angel did not touch their house. I plead the blood of Jesus. And I thank God that we can use the blood of Jesus. We are here today and we are under 25. And I bless God. And I thank God because God is doing a great and powerful thing. And we will submit to God. And we will watch and we will see God change things out for our good. I believe and I will give you this prophetic word over you today. That as you submit to God like never before. As you don't find yourselves caught up in what the world is doing. And finding yourself in a place of panic and despair and hopelessness. But you yet praise God through this. And you pray for the lost, yes. that they may be found. Yes. You give a word of hope. You lay before the Lord and allow him to allow, allow the streams of water of his Holy Spirit to pour into you, to revive you, to renew you, to revigorate you. I believe that God will give you fresh rhema and fresh words, not just about the state of our world, but the state of our own lives. That this should be a time when we hunger after God like never before, when we thirst after his righteousness. But I do believe that time is winding up. But I do believe that before time winds up, that God is gonna bless his people exceedingly, greater than you've ever been blessed before. Because the world needs to see what our God does for those who diligently seek after him, who loves him with a heart that is uncompromising, a heart that is sold out to him. I ask today, are you sold out to him? Are you allowing him to fill you every day when you wake up with the power and influence of his Holy Spirit so that you will lean never to your own understanding? But you will always find yourself acknowledging who God is to you. God is the source of our life. He is our hope for tomorrow. He is our light in a dark and troubled world. He is the bread when we are hungry and the water when we thirst. And when we eat of him and drink of him, this reservoir, this vessel, would never be hungry. It would never be thirsty because he would fill us day in and day out. I submit to you today, present your bodies unto the Lord God as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, 
because it's his reasonable service. Find someone to share the gospel with, the good news, to let them know that even in a dark world, there is still hope. Put a little salt on it. Flavor up their lives. Give them Jesus and everything will be all right. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for your word today. We thank you, Lord God, for giving us a hunger and a thirst after you like never before, Lord. We thank you, Lord God, for being our Jehovah Nisi. You are the Lord God whom we lift above, Lord God, the pandemic. And we place you high above this epidemic. We lift you up as being creator, giver of life. We lift you up as being Jehovah Rapha, the Lord God that heals. Heal our lands, heal our countries, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord. We lift you up as Jehovah Jireh. You are indeed providing all of our needs according to your riches and glory. I lift you up as deliverer and as savior. Now, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, if there's anyone, Lord, that is watching us via Facebook Live and they don't know you, Father God, giving Jesus to us, the one who pardons sins, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that this word would touch them and they would give themselves over to the Lord and receive this gift of salvation. For your word says that you wish that no man should perish, but everyone should have eternal life. I pray, oh God, the prayer of salvation to the lost, that they may be saved. I bless you, Lord God, for your word. I give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.